I love that Josh's dedication to the black and white aesthetic. I don't even know how Which... it's still black and I think it, I changed it in my settings somewhere, but yeah, I love it's that. black and white. If you look at his Instagram, it makes sense. Let me just screen cap. I feel like we're in Rosalie's <laughs> flashback, honestly. Not to <gasps> get ahead of ourselves, because that's no not spoilers. the movie we're discussing today. But... <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, there's a flashback in black and white. I there's some black and white in Twilight. Just the flashbacks in general are so yes. interesting mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> interesting. There's so much I to unpack. There is a lot to unpack. I'm going to begin at the end because this is where we are, but I forgot that at the very end you like see Victoria like watching over them at prom and then it slowly fades to a black and white like And then that Victoria <laughs> never returns. Never. It's a different actor the rest of the saga. She never comes back. You're like, who is this? Oh, a redhead? Same person. Why not? Yes. Um, If we're talking about the, the last five minutes of the movie, this has nothing to do with the movie. It's just something that makes me so unreasonably upset. So when they're lining up for their prom pictures, right? They're right. lined up down the line. And they come up to, like, the arch and take a photo. But when they take that photo, everyone, everyone. behind them in line is also in the photo. <laughs> and it makes me so upset. What a terrible like, prom picture. It's just awful. We've all had bad prom experiences here. Let's be real. Oh, my Maybe. gosh. I don't know. Like, I don't think I ever took a picture at prom. I did. I don't know what happened to it, though. I never got it. I just took mm. it, you know? I just always made took... such misguided choices when it came to footwear or date or oh. all of it. Yes. Just bad My choices. dresses, awful awful dress choices. Actually, what's very funny, this is, I was actually going to start, well, okay, we're, I'm going to bring it back to this here in a second. Hello, everyone. We're back. We're joined by Josh. Hello, the cinema rolls. <laughs> podcasting Tia. josh who are you um i'm josh i uh i work that's with good. sarah which wait how do you refer indy to yourself indy sarah so i'm indy sarah that the other one is la sarah indy oh, sarah okay. me is the one that you work with mm-hmm. okay we work together cool cool so indy sarah and i work together i also take photos i live in indianapolis obviously or else i couldn't work with indy sarah mm-hmm. that's um, right. <laughs> i mean that right. <laughs> Something funny is that Josh was actually hired at the place uh, where we work after the pandemic had begun. So this currently is the most I've seen his face without a mask. Wow. In the entire time that we've known each other. That's You're crazy. Right. Yeah, except for like some staff meetings. But even then we like wear yeah. the masks, you know. Yeah. So I'm glad that this is just, this is an audio <laughs> form of entertainment. Everyone's wow. like, all right, great. We still can't see anyone's yeah. faces. So yeah. That's fine. Um, I wanted, so we try to ask every guest, um, this question. We fail multiple times. So past guests, if we didn't ask you, we're so sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're going to remember to ask you, Josh, why, why do you like movies? I mean, movies are awesome. They're like long form cinematic entertainment is great. That is the definition of it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They've been so like great in, I don't know, everything. I just love movies, telling stories. People have done it in so many different like creative ways, whether it's like Charlie Chaplin silent movies or like weird experimental like 60s and 70s movies. And then now, you know, 
it's not that great because it's just sequels and remakes but you know movies tell great stories with great people and yeah they're just great i love them Uh, movies are good is my favorite answer to that question um, yeah. So far. Just, yeah, like, like, I like movies. Like, why do you like movies? Because like they're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good answer because of what they are. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, I also want to ask, and this is something I actually want all of us to get into. Because today, um, Sarah Hanlosher, what are we talking about? You know it. You love it. <laughs> we do it way too much. Um, we are discussing the cinematic masterpiece from 2008, directed by Catherine Hardwick. Yes. Twilight. Twilight. Again. Which, the amazing thing is that today has been full of. I'm. So, we're gonna make. We're gonna do. I couldn't go without mentioning this. Today was the re-release of Taylor Swift's 2008 album Fearless. So um, we are fully recorded. We are. We're in 2008 right now. We're all in 2008. I'm in love with my best friend who's dating a girl that hates me. Yeah. <laughs> which actually. <laughs> I'm enjoying light misogyny. <laughs> Yeah, we're both living in Arkansas. We're just like slightly being brainwashed every single day of our lives in the South. Um, mm-hmm. 2008, we love it. It's back. It's here. yeah. We're I don't even know what I was doing Fearless. in 2008. Yeah, what were you doing you in 2008? Know? I don't. I don't even know. Like that was what 13 years. Oh, that feels okay. That makes me feel so old. I yeah, was 11 years old. I don't even know. I was in what. Was I in the end of elementary school? I don't know. Ew. What's I going hate on? that. I was in high school. I was 12. <laughs> what? I was yeah, fully I was in high no, school. No, I wasn't 12. Like, oh my gosh, I was 10. ten. I was... Um, what is the What is this year? Do years even exist anymore? Maybe was my parents were right. Maybe I shouldn't have. I was 13 listening to Fearless, the album by Taylor Swift, Mm -hmm. um, ready for being able to understand the song 15 in two years. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was in 2008. Very cool. Yeah. I was 10 and I really wanted to read Twilight, but in retrospect, maybe my parents were right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Your parents were doing the best for you. My father actually forced me to read To Kill a Mockingbird before I was allowed to read Twilight because he wanted me to enrich my brain before I destroyed it. Um, And you know what? That was, like, rude, but also he was correct. (laughs) Like, he wasn't Uh, wrong. I want to know... That's a great... Because I would just... I want to know what all of our um, introductions were into the Twilight uh, franchise. I just want to know how we all got got here, essentially. Mm -hmm. Well, it started when I was 12 years old nice. <laughs> and Twilight came out. And as a white kid in a very white suburban neighborhood in a very white suburban town, you grow up as a white suburban boy hating anything that might be perceived as feminine or girly. Mm. So mm-hmm. you grew up hating Twilight in my school. And so the first like six years of its existence, we're just making fun of it and mocking it relentlessly. And then I decided to watch the movies, and I think they're just fun to see and see how ridiculous the whole concept of it is. And when now did I can, you? Like, when did you watch the movies for the first time? I genuinely don't remember. It's like a fever dream, you know, where it's like, did this movie even really exist? All blurs like, together. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like, obviously, Twilight was a mania. It was a craze. Everybody was talking about it at school. 
etc. And I did have extremely pick-me energy when I lived in the South. That's that's common <laughs> for women in the South, by the way. That is common. If you see a woman... They teach you to be that. Yeah. If you see a woman in the South acting a little pick-me, you just got to remind her that, like, these men are not worth being chosen by, and mm. she'll figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. So I... The wasp is back. The wasp is back. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let me talk about um, misogyny. <gasps> ah! Is it dead? It, I, I hit it and it jumped out at me. Oh my gosh. Alright, you want to tell our listeners what just happened? Really so, quick? before just, we started recording, second. like, the second we got on the call, Sarah was like, there is a wasp, there's a wasp, there's a wasp, and was screaming and, and, and cursing and, you know, just very concerned. And then Josh jumped on the call while she was screaming and cursing and very concerned. Um, it was a confusing time. Yeah, uh, yeah, so she's just trying to kill this wasp, uh... You know, I hate that for you. I am not a fan of wasps. I think they suck. I think they all deserve death. I got it. It's dead. Okay. Rudd. So about Twilight. Um, that wasp is a misogynist. <clears throat> the wasp is a metaphor. The wasp is oh. a metaphor. <clears throat> so, yeah, with Twilight, it was just like, people really liked it. Um, I wanted to read it. My parents were like, no, adult themes. And they were right. Um, yeah, a lot of yearning, a lot of trembling going on in that book. Um, <laughs> I hate that word so much. <laughs> so then, uh, then I end up reading Twilight and finally watched it and was obsessed. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I burned through all the books very quickly and then continued to do rewatches and rereads where I would burn mm-hmm. through it all very quickly. I saw... I mean, the first one I think I saw in theaters was Breaking Dawn Part 2. I don't know what was going on there. Fascinating. Yeah, but I did cry, so... um, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's been very formative for me, and it's become one of those things... uh, It's funny that we talk about Taylor Swift, because I actually think this is a very relevant relevant week to um, to release a Twilight episode, because of Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift's re-release, because... Yes, 2008. I was thinking about, the like, golden year. people's reactions to things that tell me whether or not they're a safe, like, especially men, mm-hmm. tell me whether or not they're, like, a safe person to confide in and be around, or, like, mm-hmm. you know, trust with respecting me, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, if I can say that I, like, love Twilight and a man doesn't roll his eyes at me, it's like an automatic swipe right. Like, you are clearly yes. not the scum of the earth. You might not be a good person, but you're not the scum of the earth. So we'll move forward. <laughs> That's the truest thing that anyone has ever said. Um, there's that one meme about, um, like, media made for teenage girls isn't that bad. You you just hate teenage girls. Mm-hmm. And it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that being said, when I was a teenage girl, when I was in, I somehow had flown, com- when Twilight was just books, I had, it somehow I missed it completely, I had no idea that it was a thing, no mm-hmm. clue, and the guy that I thought that I was absolutely in love with, who as I mentioned before, thought I was in love with him, he was dating this girl, he was my best friend, there was a whole Taylor Swift you belong with me thing, again, uh, yes. Taylor Swift and Twilight, 2008, you know, it was, they are, they, was are, all they very live relevant. in very similar spheres, they really do, I can't believe she didn't um, have a song on the soundtrack, frankly, 
That's that's true. Um, but you know, in years to come, she would have like a whole you know like Taylor Lautner mm-hmm. song on the soundtrack of a movie with Taylor Lautner in it. Valentine's true. Day true. today was a fairy tale. Anyway, so um, which was also re released along with a Fearless re release. Anyway, um, I was so enamored with this this white suburban boy that but he said have you heard of the books the twilight books and i said no and he said wow you should really read them (laughs) you remind me of jacob black what the (laughs) what because he knew that i was in love with him and he was my best friend but he was (laughs) dating this other girl and so he was like you should really read the twilight books and so I did, because I would have done anything for this kid. And so I read all of the Twilight books in the span of, like, two weeks. And, of course, I was like, wow, I am Jacob Black. He's right. He hey. is Bella. And this other girl is is Edward. And it was a whole thing. And, of course, I became obsessed with them outside of my need to impress this kid. But... Mm-hmm. Then um, the movies, you know, came out, and I just was a part of uh, part of the whole thing. And so, if anyone has ever questioned why I am so heavily team, I was Jacob. about to say we just got a piece <laughs> of the puzzle. That's like that's why, like, we are finding out that it's all this psychological is, trauma. It is. This is. It's true. This is um, a therapy session now, mm-hmm. in which I realize that parts of my past do dictate my choices <laughs> in the present. So, <laughs> R.I.P. My childhood my youth wow what a way to start (laughs) off (laughs) yeah so twilight um so we talk about twilight a lot on this podcast what is different about today um and more high caliber (laughs) if you will is that we are going to be discussing um the 2008 twilight film directed by katherine hardwick as a cinematic masterpiece we're going to be delving into the symbolism the the cinematography the the color score the color grading the iconic color grading um we're just gonna we're gonna dissect this like it is an oscar worthy film because you know in another universe it is and in my heart what a universe that would be yes i wish i was there um can i shift realities to there tiktok kids hit me up let's go (laughs) (laughs) um so let's just just starting right off the fact that it opens with that inner monologue that then comes back later when she has been captured by the vampire James in the ballet studio. Mm-hmm. <sighs> poetry. I had never Pure given poetry. much thought to how I would die. <laughs> yes. But to die in the place, of, in someone the place I of someone I loved. <laughs> My favorite thing is that she says that she's going to like miss Arizona and like the heat and everything, but like she's uh, pale. She doesn't go outside. She, she, she has not enjoy been outside heat. ever in her like, life. How are you going to say you miss the heat when you don't even, like, take part in it, you know? She's a liar. Like, you've been sitting in your air-conditioned house. I love that that's constantly a joke in the books, too. Like, when she meets people and she's like, I'm from Arizona. And they're like, why are you white? Aren't, <laughs> yeah. Aren't people from Arizona supposed to be, like, tan? <laughs> I think that's the also, literal Anna Jessica Kendrick. Stanley line. Anna Kendrick. Just... I I argue this all the time on this podcast, which is that um, casting directors should be given Oscars mm-hmm. because they should. Um, and I never thought that more than watching the Twilight movie. So Anna Kendrick is so likable in that movie. 
Yeah. And you're not supposed to, she's supposed to be a raging yeah. bitch. Like, you are not, supposed, not supposed to, supposed like, to like her. You're not supposed to like her. At yeah. all. In the books. Yeah. Yeah. And even, like, she does the valedictorian speech in Breaking Dawn Part, or is it Breaking Dawn Part 1? It is. Um, it's Part 1, yeah. And she literally is not the valedictorian in the books. They were just like, Anna Kendrick she's is like... killing it in Pitch Perfect. We're going to have her say some funny stuff <laughs> at the microphone. And she just has, the, the movie stops dead for Anna Kendrick to give a graduation <laughs> speech. I, like, for was no watching, reason. I was watching this movie and I know they, like, released the book that was, like, from Edward's perspective, but I mm-hmm. really want to see the series of books from Anna Kendrick's perspective. <laughs> because there's, like, a scene where she, like, clearly asked Edward out and was, like, oh, yeah. bitter about it. I just want to see that moment, you know? I just want to live yeah. in that moment. I just want to see, like, all the crap she makes up about Bella because she's mad and jealous. Like, I want to see, I, I want to see her, like just being furious all the time (laughs) i just want the way that it's just a typical high school movie she's never in any actual danger (laughs) it's always like the side plot like oh what are the cullens up to what's that weird bella swan person up to but normal high school drama outside of that bella comes to to prom in a boot and jessica's like are you kidding me what happened (laughs) i would be wearing six inch heels if i was here with edward and this this Average milk toast girl. I think the I think the weirdest part about Twilight specifically is that Stephanie Meyer has said that she had Robert Pattinson in mind, and which doesn't Bella is a self insert character. She is bland because you're supposed to be able to be her as a young woman. Mm -hmm. Didn't know if you knew Mm -hmm. that. That's a lot of young adult stuff. I mean. If, if a female character who's the main character is bland, it's because the girl is supposed to feel like, the girl reading it is supposed to feel like she's in there. She's like, oh, she's also awkward. Yeah. And, like, talks kind of weird. And trips over stuff sometimes. Like, it's she's me. the self-insert character. So what's weird about that is that Stephanie Meyer was pretty heavily involved in the movie. She had a lot of creative control, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I wonder how Robert Pattinson feels about <laughs> that. About the fact that this, like... 40-year-old Mormon woman was just writing books, fantasizing about. I mean, he probably feels, I mean, you know, how many, how many women have Woody, has Woody Allen um, chosen specifically to be the girl in his film that he wishes he could get, you know? So. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Yep. Stephanie Mai should be allowed. She should be allowed, absolutely. She should totally (laughs) be allowed. allowed. But Rob Robert Pattinson also despises these movies, which is one of my favorite things about Twilight. That oh yeah, yes. His open disdain is so fun. (laughs) Listening to his commentary is insane. Um, My favorite is when Catherine Hardwick literally says to him, "I gave you six different lines, and you picked. You better hold on tight, Spider Monkey." In the director commentator (laughs) commentary, like she gave him six different lines to pick from, and Mm -hmm. he chose that one, and that was sabotage. And you know what? I respect (laughs) it. Because he still made more money than he probably has made from any other movie. <laughs> My favorite part is during the baseball scene, Rosalie calls Emmett Monkey Man, and it just yes. made me go, like, what is your obsession with these monkey nicknames? Like, what's okay, the, feels, who is writing these? It feels that was so like, conservative Christian Mormon to me. I don't know why. <laughs> it gives Mormon. It gives Mormon vibes. Which is the whole, okay, because I was, I was looking for in-depth um critical reviews of twilight and i came across i came 
I know, trust me, I know. I came across Roger Ebert's review, mm-hmm. and he, like, you know, like, well-esteemed, like, highly, like, just just the best yeah. film critic of all time, rest in peace, but he, he went into this in-depth analysis of this film as this, alle- like, this religious allegory for virginity and for lust, and, mm-hmm. like, for Ste- of course, like a Stephanie Meyer like, wrote it. Well, that's what and it is. It's an abstinence allegory. That's like hundred percent what it is. And, and then she has sex, he... gets pregnant, and dies. <laughs> I know, like quite literally. Um, even when they waited until marriage, Roger Ebert wrote um, this in-depth analysis, and this says, "I'm gonna read straight from his review." Good. If there were no vampires in Twilight, it would be a thin-blooded teenage romance about two good-looking kids who want each other so much because they want each other so much. Sometimes, that's all it's about, isn't it? They're in love with being in love. In Twilight, however, they have a seductive disagreement about whether he should kill her. She's like, I don't especially want to die, but if that's what it takes, count me in. She is touched by his devotion. Think what a sacrifice he is making on her behalf. On prom night, on the stage of the not-especially-private gazebo in the public gardens, he teeters right on the brink of a fang job, and then brings all of her trembling to a dead standstill. I'm blinking repeatedly, and you can't see it on this podcast. Did he just call... Was Roger trying to... Surely Roger didn't mean. <laughs> I think he did, folks. And I just think that that being like a real, authentic, like professional critic review that is out there in the world to read is part of what makes this franchise so special. So, so first of all, I would like to contradict Roger by saying they do not want each other because they want each other. Obviously. Edward is super hot. He's intrigued by Bella because he can't hear her thoughts. So she seems unimpressed with him. And he's never had a woman be unimpressed with him before. It's very simple, Roger. Come right. on now. <laughs> Come on now. Oh. Um, um, and it's not about well, him I thought... killing her. It's about him turning her into a vampire. So suck it, actually. <laughs> from the grave. I thought I was prepared for this. I thought, like, I checked all the locks. I was like, I'm ready to come into this. And then you dropped that review on me. And I'm just like, well, I'm just here for the ride now. Um, Wow. Josh, is there anything in particular you want to talk about? My issue, I guess, just watching through this, my Twilight Out of Context is the weirdest, like, most uncomfortable journey Mm -hmm. anyone could ever go on. Like, I just imagine Bella being basically colorblind at oh the gosh. inauguration, but instead of American flags, it's just red flags everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, like, just going down the movie, it's just, like gaslighting after gaslighting after gaslighting yes. and weird, yes. yeah. threatening, like, verbiage and, like. Yes. A weird white dude is like breaking into your house and watching you sleep, and she's like, "Wow, how romantic!" Yeah. Like, she's like, yeah. "That red flag can't stop me because I'm colorblind." <laughs> I genuinely think. Okay, so the scene at the hospital where Edward has stopped. Oh my gosh! Um, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Truck from coming at her, right? 
and she he and he's and she knows exactly what she saw and we knew what she saw and we knew what happened and she looks at carlisle and she's like yeah edward you know saved my life and he just goes you must be feeling very overwhelmed you have ptsd and she's like no i saw it and then later she says edward i saw you stop a truck and he's like you were banged up pretty badly there mm-hmm. i just was like this is goes, this is it like well nobody's gonna believe you anyway yeah yeah this is the most like <laughs> this diabolical. is prime example yeah this is like show it in like middle school classes as an example of like when to run yeah and 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 she just ran in the wrong direction like, <laughs> yeah and she just runs in the wrong direction. And, like, I get it. Whatever. He's trying to protect his family. But maybe you shouldn't have stopped the car. Just a concept. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I should have just let you die. Like, yeah. I Also, he blamed, he says that it was an adrenaline rush. He's like, if you if you Google it, like, you'll find out that that's exactly what it was. <laughs> it's like when moms lift the cars off of their children. Mm-hmm. It's exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um I just, I think that, um, yeah, I think that Edward is so bad to Bella, um, but also, I don't know, right? I mean, I I guess the whole they want each other because they want each other, it does sort of become that in that it's an exponential growth, right? It's like, he's intrigued, she's intrigued, he saves her from several, um, near-death experiences, and boom, they're in love, um. And that's a vibe, but, um, and that definitely did not give me a complex about needing men <coughs> to save me from things so that I, oh. um, could feel loved. That's, no, it's fine. Right. Um, it was not, twi- it was not just Twilight's fault. Let's, let's just no, <laughs> that's a trope. It's not, it's not Stephanie. It's a trope. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. The metaphor for the whole abstinence thing gets really weird at the end, I think, of the movie. Uh. It gets a little... I know we're talking about it like it's an Oscar-caliber film, right? And it is. But the... Because it is, yeah. The right. metaphor gets a little mixed at the end there when she gets kidnapped and then bit by a dude and then Edward has to suck the biting out to save yeah. her from what's been the virginity metaphor the whole time. That's a little mm-hmm. weird. I don't know it's what to weird. say about that. Besides, that's weird. But it's weird. Yeah, like he's reversing the trauma that just yeah, he's to like her, and he's restoring her, her virginity. <laughs> I like that Carlisle. Like, he can't take it. Only I can. <laughs> I also just love that Carlisle's there, and like Carlisle can perfectly <laughs> do this so easily because he's like yes. gifted with this, and he's like, yes. "Nah, I'm gonna let my son do it. He might kill yeah. her, but it's fine. Like this <laughs> is a good learning like, experience. It has for you. to be you." He's like, it has to be you, But Edward. it's like, it, it doesn't, be you know? It doesn't, it doesn't have, have to be, to be Edward. Not even a, a medical professional can do this. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, the whole vampire thing, first of all, there's a lot of stuff when it comes to, like, okay, Edward saves Bella from the car. There's a lot of stuff these vampires could be doing to help humans that they're not doing. I and thought about it. I was like, they could be superheroes. They the could be, like, curing cancer. Like, I mean, obviously... There's somebody in the room happened to fight in the Civil War on the wrong side. Jasper. Uh, Jasper. (laughs) But, like, even beside that, there's so much stuff that's, like, the Cullens absolutely could have helped um, uh, people in town and, like, 
could have stopped certain things. It's sort of like when you introduce um, the Wizarding World and then you mention that the Holocaust happened, J.K. Rowling, and then you're like, and the wizards did nothing to stop the Holocaust? You just need to ignore that the Holocaust exists, J.K. Rowling. That's what you need to do, because if, if the Holocaust uh. existed... And your wizards didn't save anybody. We know, listen, we know exactly, she knows exactly what she was doing. Let's, yeah, whatever. Let's, like, not, yeah. She's, <laughs> she, I mean, I mean, she's she the She made her choices. She's probably um, a turf and an anti-Semite, so, uh, you know. She's like, the um, wizards shouldn't have saved them, actually. <laughs> she's like, actually, you know, you're right, I did do that in my stories. Period. On purpose. <laughs> um, also, I just pulled out for reference sake uh, my uh, copy of Twilight. Yes. Um, because I wanted to know why, like, I couldn't remember if there was, like, some weird decision in the movie of, like, why Carla wouldn't be the one to, like, help not, help Bella not turn or mm-hmm. whatever. And I, like, was trying to find an explanation in the, in, in the in text, this, our scripture, the, the text. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> And I just, all it is, is Edward saying, Carlisle, I don't know if I can do that. As in, like, sucking out the venom. Mm -hmm. And this is all Carlisle says. He goes, it's your decision, Edward. Either way, I can't help you. I have to get this bleeding stopped here if you're going to be taking blood from her hand. That's it. And then Edward just goes for it. (laughs) Just like, that's why. You think a doctor would be more prepared? I know. know? Like, I understand you've been a doctor for centuries, but someone else can do that if you, like, what? Um, Can we, can we discuss the, um, it's so blue and new moon is so red. And I looked (laughs) to see if there there is an analysis of this out there, by the way. Um, The very simple answer is that Catherine Hardwick, um, the director of Twilight, shoots very blue anyway i guess her film 13 which was actually oh yeah um yeah like written by the um actor who plays rose rosalie um yeah nikki reed um yes um she i guess just shoots very blue anyway very like stylistic choice for her um and that chris whites who did new moon shoots very red anyway so like naturally like twilight's gonna be very blue and like new moon is gonna be very red but the obvious answer is the obvious answer is purposeful you know right it's it is purposeful and symbolic and beautiful and metaphorical because vampires are are very cold cold and werewolves are very warm period team jacob team jacob period (laughs) that's that's Um, the answer that's it that's it but i'm loving the memes lately of that are on like twilight twitter where people just take the blue tint out of the frames it changes everything honestly like i don't think you know this movie wouldn't be an award-winning cinematic masterpiece if it didn't have the blue tint you know like it would just be some weird wannabe musical i guess without the music I... when you yes when you take the blue tent out of twilight you get the kissing booth. <gasps> <laughs> i hate how often that movie is brought up on this podcast i am the the easy explanation that is that so i am the devil Um, (laughs) there's so uh, it had been a while because uh corinne and i watched it last night and it had been a while since she had seen it and i was like 
making hot chocolate and she was watching it and she was like sarah there's something wrong with your with your laptop screen and i was like what do you no. mean and she's like it looks it looks very green <laughs> no nothing wrong with it actually that is the I was like, no that's the movie that's just the movie she's like oh why is it green <laughs> she had never seen it she has seen it it's been a long time it's yeah. been a long yeah. time for oh. her I mean, um, it take. I mean, I am always surprised by how blue it is. Like shocked. Yes. Yeah. Twilight, absolutely shocked. Twilight did for like. No, I'm not going to be able to make this analogy, but um, it does remind me of when they go to the Middle East in movies and everything oh. is yellow. Or yeah, yeah Mexico too, yeah. and they just like yeah. everything has to be right. tinted as bright and like for warm any sandy like a little too desert obvious. country, they're like it. It's yellow. <laughs> Um, I want to discuss that, like, so, like, the most, we talk about the baseball scene a lot here um, on this podcast, because we That should. needs an episode all by itself. It does need an episode. Like, the yeah, baseball there's scene. There's so much to unpack. The baseball scene is, like, the. It's pure cinema. I mean, the baseball scene is better than the opening of Saving Private Ryan, and I mean that. <laughs> it is. My issue with the baseball right. scene is that it's clear that no one involved in this movie has ever played baseball. I just love how angry Rosalie gets. Like, mm-hmm. she gets so mad, and I love it. You would think <laughs> if you were, like, an eternal being, you would have learned to get over a silly game by now. But go off, queen. I mean... It's, like, the same energy I have for any board game ever. Like, like Emmett is, like chill like it's a game and she's like no. and she's like my monkey man <laughs> also absolute like absolute just royalty status of alice just just pitching like with her to- toes pointed oh my yeah the most time, extra I mean, pitching I mean, anime like i mean just like sarah and Lozier is literally kicking right she's doing it she's i she's love it so up. much it's so great it's such a like beautiful choice what? honestly in filmmaking to have her do that because i remember the feeling i got when i very first saw this baseball scene and it was everything that i wanted it to be after having read the book like i was like this is absolutely incredible this is fun look at alice and also look at jasper like great that's all i need (laughs) my favorite part about the baseball scene is that all of them are like dressed as if they're playing like a pickup game of baseball except for carlisle carlisle is wearing (laughs) normal clothes and a scarf and he's just going ham i love it because he just doesn't like, give a fuck. He's a vampire. He's an immortal yeah. being. He doesn't need to He's like, to I'm older than all of you. I just, I've done too many things I mean, in my life. Vampires clearly don't sweat, so I don't feel like they need a That's real. True. But also, like, they're, like, th- running through trees and stuff. Um, right. I mean, I mean, you would think they would get stuff on them. Generally, I think their clothes are a little too durable. Like, the powers don't extend to the clothes. Right. If you are running through the woods at that speed... You're gonna show up, and all of your clothes are gonna fall off of you like you're literally Bugs Bunny, like just in shreds, tatters. Um, Edward. The same could be said for the baseball. The baseball bat and the baseball should also not survive any of this. Yeah, what is that about? It doesn't. Pure physics. It doesn't really work. Also, and its hat stays on while running, like. But I can a, just walk in the wind, and my hat flies off. You know, I don't. But you could. Do I can't run motion. at 100 miles per hour. Yeah, I mean, you could use slow motion and supermassive black hole by Muse um, 
in anything and i would be like yes this is very cool it would it would improve any scene i would be like this is actually super cool and um i respect what you're doing as a filmmaker do you know the um that one the fight between um kylo ren and luke skywalker um i just imagine it with supermassive black hole playing sometimes and i think Mm -hmm. wow could would be better honestly would be much better I love it. We don't have the rights. We don't have the rights. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't singing lyrics. Those aren't words. Leave me alone, Yandy. Um, another scene, a scene that I believe, well, just, I, I wish I could have been there for all of the pre-production for this movie in which they were just, like, as they should have, but they definitely took the ballet studio scene so seriously, like, mm-hmm. so seriously, to the point where, I, like, the symbolism in that scene, the way that it's a room full of of mirrors and they're all vampires. <laughs> My favorite thing is that, um, what's his name? Laron or whatever. He's like hyping up James as like this yes, insanely yes. strong vampire. It's like, be scared And of then him. they kill him in like 30 seconds. They're like, right. oh, no big deal. He's dead. And like, I, whatever. In the book, I'll say that, like, his whole machinations around getting Bella to the studio are a little more mm-hmm. sinister. It's a little more yes. um, laid out, like, jealous. Um, yes, but <laughs> yes, Jasper and Alice. <laughs> yes, but Jasper and Alice are with Bella, and um, they do a little more insight into, like, Jasper's powers, all this stuff. Yes. Um, and which Alice. Is cool. Yeah. Um, but I. Big fan of Jalous. Yeah, big fan of Jalous. But. Something that irritates me is that, like most men, Edward then, in every movie after, where Victoria is an antagonist, decides to um, take credit for killing James. He didn't do that. Mm. Alice ripped his head off. Alice jumps on his shoulders and rips his head off like a spider Mm. monkey. It is (laughs) icon behavior. My monkey woman. My monkey woman. And the fact that Edward is just the rest of the time, like, Victoria's after you because I killed James. No, you literally didn't. You literally did not. You didn't. No. I would watch a saga of Victoria and Alice being the the enemies. I would watch that. Killing would, Eve, think, but honestly, Victoria and Alice. It would make so much... The movies would be so much better, honestly. You're right. They would and be it much better. Been. The fight Victoria- would be gr- much better. Yeah, Victoria going after uh, Jasper and then just, like, having a whole 20-minute scene where she tortures him for being a Confederate soldier. I would watch it. I would yeah. watch it. I would watch it. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, uh, so so how do you feel about black people now? There's not a lot of them in this movie, so uh, <laughs> what's good, pal? That's true. There's they like, uh, I think they I do have a black like character, and he's the one that almost kills Bella with a car. That's true. Yeah, and like, Laurent. There's, there's Laurent. Um, and then there's that one, like, wait, that server at, like, the, the restaurant where she's like, Charlie, have you found the killer yet? And then mm. he's like, no. And she's like, well. Yeah. I mean, write what you and know. And Stephanie Meyer is definitely is white. White but woman. White from Utah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. extra white. <laughs> That's like. Yes. Um, she was the original Utah influencer. <gasps> yeah, now they're everywhere. Jeez. They're everywhere. All influence all inf- all influencers <laughs> hail from Utah and Stephanie Meyer started it. Yeah. Um so I mean I Yeah, what they lack in diversity 
They make up for it in symbolism of other... <laughs> I didn't have a I was... follow-up to that. They just lack diversity. I, um, I, I read an article breaking down the, um, the ballet studio scene. Um, they do mention the mirrors as um, a symbol for a duality of character and then, then compared it to John Wick. Um, oh yes yeah, i'd yes. love to hear that comparison yes that that was it they were like, oh, like that's john it. Wick. okay <laughs> that's it just like john wick okay um, and then and then something else was uh the intentional uh framing that happens in that scene where there's the so dutch much angles? empty space not the dutch angles which we will get to that because oh, i know okay. that that's josh's favorite subject um the empty space in the framing to show us that bella feels alone um the yeah. close-ups when Edward enters the room to show that there's finally, finally love and intimacy uh, in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the out-of-focus uh, work because because Bella Bella's is dying, is dizzy and fading and yeah, dying. Um, and then I don't know. I'm gonna read this. I don't know if you guys knew this. I didn't know this. I you know what? Twilight's the gift that keeps giving. I mm-hmm. I learn something new every day. Um, this is from Studio Binder. It says, Before Edward sucks the venom out of Bella, there's no music. But as soon as his mouth touches her skin, we get a subtle sh- score shift. You can hear the sad, gentle twang of a guitar, as well as a man singing. And that singer is actually it's Edward Robert Pattinson. It's Robert wow. Pattinson. It, like, oh, actually Robert is. I had no idea. That's, Did you not know uh, that? That's deep. That's, like, Mariana's Trench deep right there. He is such a bad singer. Like, genuinely sounds like he's trying to do Hozier, but he just chain-smoked, oh. like, six cigarettes. Um, and Does he doesn't have music out there? understand tune. Um, I think the man is completely feral, and every news story I've ever read about him has been nothing short of insane. But, um, like, I don't know if you've ever read the article where he tries to cook a sugary pasta I've While seen... a reporter is in his apartment, yeah. but it is truly horrifying. That was all over Twitter. Um, it's insane. He he like literally he like literally gets pasta noodles and covers them in cheese and sugar and puts them in the oven to broil. That man is nuts. He's he is unhinged. Out, he's unhinged. I have never seen Robert Pattinson even remotely hinged, frankly. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh, that man is insane. I love that he was Edward because honestly, I need him to be a piece of my heart forever. Um, because he is insane. That mannequin is just beyond. Oh. Um, I want to get to Josh's favorite subject, um, which is the amount of... I read, an, I read another analysis of this movie that said that Catherine Hardwick... Um, knows how to use, use Dutch angles because she uses them sparingly and intentionally. What do you mean sparingly? <laughs> I was like, you if you mean once a scene, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I saw 13 too, and 13 has lots of Dutch angles. Yes, she loves a Dutch angle. Um. <laughs> Josh, take it away. So there are like scenes in movies that can just date them. Like Lord of the Rings, if you watch like Fellowship, most of it you're like okay this could be released anytime in the past like 20 years but mm-hmm. then you see some of the choices they make cinematically and you're like no that's definitely an early 2000s movie right and that's how i feel about twilight it's like it breaks it you just know that it's like mid 2000s 2008 i don't get why they need the sheer amount of dutch angles it drives me insane because watching this josh movie. 
and if you and I actually her whole to really world has attention. been turned off. Kelsey. Yeah, I really am. Try, was trying to pay like a lot of attention to that in this movie, and it happens anytime Bella feels disoriented. Which, to be fair, is, is a, a lot. lot. <laughs> All a I'm lot. saying, like at the end of the movie, you have James with the camera, and he's like pointing at her face, and like, ah, oh, James filmed this whole movie. That makes way more sense. <laughs> like, the cinematography <laughs> the is equivalent. <laughs> My favorite part is that, like, in in the scene where you know that the entire, like, production team took so much pride in, which was the ballet studio scene, there is a line in which James is, like, starts filming, and he says, this is very visually dynamic. And I'm like, <laughs> they absolutely are talking about their own hard work in this Yeah, movie. he just, somebody just said that to him, like, off screen. Um, yes. like, like just a grip or something said that this yeah. is very visually dynamic. And he was like, that is going to be is in it. the performance. That's it. Yes. That is, it's so that meta. That is what I want to frankly, achieve. Frankly, so incredibly meta. meta. Um, really just brilliant work. I, yes. um, I mean, he's filming More... within a filmed scene. There are right. no, there are no goofs you know, in this ballet right. studio scene where you mm-hmm. see a camera. That's crazy. You know That what? is high level production. <laughs> You know who wishes that they had this was Tarantino filming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Exactly. He wishes he wishes he had this amount of just like absolute meta filmmaking. And Dutch um, angles, obviously. Every film angles. needs more Dutch angles. Um just I I love how often that they are used in this movie that I don't think I even like paid it like it was just normal to me for such a long time. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that is, in fact, what this movie looks like. And then you take a shot every very... time you see a Dutch angle and you die <laughs> 20 minutes in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is also very, like, 2008, right? Like, <clears throat> like those kinds of camera gimmicks. Yeah. The weird flashing around stuff. The goofiness oh, yeah. of having Edward catch the apple and do the book cover, oh, which is incredible. Like, when I see that, I literally screech. I giggle, yes. like, like, out loud. I, it's so fun. I will never, like, I miss, um, I didn't, I didn't really experience, like, Harry Potter movies as they were happening in theaters. Um, and then, like, I did experience the Hunger Games happening in theaters, but it wasn't as much of, like, a craze as Twilight. But, like, I don't think I'll ever, ever, ever experience anything quite like seeing Twilight in the theaters as they were released on the first nights that they were released. Mm-hmm. Because I remember that feeling of like seeing Edward catch the apple in his hand and the entire audience just going, <gasps> that's it. So good. That's the thing. <laughs> he did the thing. I mean, no um, no other movie franchise would do that level of cheese, but Twilight had the balls right. because it was 2008. 2008. Yeah. We are making. Honestly, it very much has some of the cadence and style of like a crappy teen horror from that Mm. time period Mm -hmm. like the way the characters are the way they present themselves you got like eric it's la push baby la push la push like the intro to every horror yeah yeah i 100 percent see that like every character is so much exactly what they are like rosalie is so clearly a stone cold bitch from the start like and we love it it's awesome the characterization is very clear um and it, it's sick. I love it personally. Um, but it does. It yeah. so much has that vibe of like almost 
I mean, obviously much better, but, like, it almost has that vibe of, like, a horror movie made about a horror movie video game from the early 2000s. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah, actually. Okay. (laughs) Like a Silent Hill-type beat, like a Left 4 Dead-type beat, like a... Um, what was the House of the Dead? There was, there's one that's like really bad that was from an arcade game um, in the early 2000s. But it just kind of has that vibe. And I think it, it, they get better over time. Like, I love the first movie. But I, I yeah. do think that the storytelling gets better. And the characters, I mean, the actors get better just, at acting for sure. I think, I think even the little things, like I was, as I was watching, I was like, oh yeah, the running fast gets better in the later movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the um, the sparkling in the sun gets better in later movies. I will um, say. Twilight walked that... so the rest of the saga could run, you know? Yeah, I mean, it had a very low budget right. compared to the others. To be fair, and... New Moon was like more like a stroll. Um, yeah, and, and Kristen but... Stewart, honestly, in the first movie... Well, first of all, I think they dress Bella very well by which i mean they dress her horribly yes um, but she exactly looks like a, she, she looks like a teenager like yeah is, is bella in the kristen stewart in the first movie looks like a teenager like mm-hmm. she's not one but she does look like a young person who like could be any age um robert pattinson does not look like a 17 year old that's some bs um right, right. <laughs> to be that fair is frankly, he is like 111 yeah but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we don't have yeah. to get into that because it's a little uncomfy but <laughs> <laughs> um, the power dynamics, yikes! Yikes! Um, yes, he's lived a lot of life. She could literally kill anyway. You. Um, Josh, do you have anything else to add as far as your in-depth analysis of Twilight the movie? My in-depth analysis, I just have so many nitpicking things. I guess. Um, yes. Love where where can I even begin here? Ah. <sighs> Bella's breathing noises. Did you take notes? I took notes. So I want you to send me the notes. We're going to put our notes on Patreon. ASMR breathing noises into the mic. Patreon. (laughs) We we view the Cullens as good guys because they decided not to kill humans. They decided Mm. to kill animals instead. To be vegetarians, right. Um, Yes. Can I just point out that there are less deer in Washington than humans? And that, you know, they've mentioned in the books that, like, they like hunting grizzly bears and mm-hmm. mountain lions, both of which are endangered species in the Pacific Northwest. Oh my, oh my god. So instead of killing, like, humans, which there's so many of us, you know, <laughs> then we're not going to run out of humans. humans. They're, fine. like, preying on endangered species. So, like, they're really not that good. That's fair. Really, they they're just kill the humans. terrible, you know? It's kind of like, um, like when you buy Beyond Meat because you're not being... You're not eating meat because you want to be good for the environment, mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. Beyond Meat uses so much water and energy to be made that it's essentially yeah. worse. Um, right. Or it's like um, drinking like Oatly um, for oat milk instead of like drinking dairy milk, but they definitely uh, partner with one of the biggest uh, dangers to the environment that there is. <laughs> My you thing know. is, like, just going back on what we were saying earlier, like, the Cullens could do so much good in the world. Instead, they just do high school over and over and over again. Um, which, like... <laughs> it's pretty weird. Like, why would they... They are the epitome of, like, oh, no, you peaked in high school. And they want that, you know? They want it. They display it proudly in their home with, like, their <laughs> box display of graduation Yeah, they're like, caps. which it's honestly an inside is joke. A- that is an incredible. I'm not gonna lie. That's a great set piece. I love it so much. Oh yeah, it's really good. Yes. I, yeah, I'm not denying that it's good. But it's like, <laughs> come on, 
You could be curing cancer here. You could be like saving you could, people. They, yeah, you're right. I mean, the way they um, talk about vampire brains, they definitely could have cured all human ailments by now. Yeah. They're like, everything's so much clearer to you. And I'm like, that's but what, what is it? Rather, like my ADHD medication. Wouldn't you rather go to prom for the 50th time, you know? like. <laughs> it's anaphase. Uh, Screw you, Edward. You literally <laughs> could be having a Nobel Prize. Uh, I think is there not did I make this up that there's like a part of the book where Bella realizes that there were some like geniuses and like very famous people in history that were vampires did I make this mm-hmm. up I think I might have made this up in my head maybe it I was wouldn't be surprised fiction, though but <laughs> that's been in other vampire media for sure one thing I hate sure. and I wish they had in Twilight um to be honest is um i think that any i think jenny nicholson said this any vampire media that doesn't include the being invited in trope is super boring and lame Mm -hmm. and they take themselves too seriously which is not true of twilight but they definitely take themselves too seriously i think it would be so fun if the vampires had to be invited in Mm-hmm. What a blast. Like, you have to get Charlie to know not to let certain people in without telling yeah. him about vampires. You, they do like, that really well in Vampire Diaries. I'm not going to Yes, lie. that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's such a fun plot device. It's so it cool. Is. Um, I love it, frankly. It is a um, really fun plot device. Especially, like, And, I again, I'm thinking about Vampire Diaries because, like, it's the best example that comes to mind. Um, but also the Marked series. I read a lot of vampire books mm-hmm. around this time. Me too. Um, like, that's, like, a fun thing because, yeah, you just, I don't know, there's, like, a whole, like, who invited them into this home and yeah. whatever. Anyway, that's a whole it's other so thing. Good. It's so good. Um, I love that. Um, I do want to say before we, like, make any moves to final thoughts or quizzes um, that Stephanie Meyer exploited a real Native American tribe, yes. the Quileute tribe, um, and they never received any sort of compensation or saw any profits from their entire culture being used in this franchise. And um, now it's almost a joke when people go to Forks, and it's really sick. Um, it is. And they are a very real, very actual, um, real indigenous people group that live in Forks, Washington, and they deserve to get some sort of compensation for their entire culture being used in this a multi-million dollar franchise. Which is why we'll be making a, um, I mean, a small contribution. We don't make that much from Patreon, but we'll be making a Patreon yes. contribution to the Quileute tribe this month. Um, because just, of also Team Jacob. Yeah. Yes. Um, but but that's, I just wanted to address that because yes. it is something really crappy she did as a white lady. Um, mm-hmm. Just exploited a Native American tribe. Not cool. Um, but. Yep. She turned that, their entire culture into merch. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, just doing a little thing, but, um, other than that, we do, we do love Twilight. We do love Yes. Other than, other than that, um, there are a lot of things too, but. (laughs) It's my Um, problematic fave. It truly is. It is. Like, Twilight is, it's sort of like just logging into Instagram to see what Azalea Banks is doing today. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Like, you know, know it's bad. Going with that. You know right. she's not doing a good thing, but it will be entertaining and it will be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is how nice. I feel about Twilight. I love it. Nice. Um, it really did. It was formative for me. Sometimes sometimes in good ways, sometimes in bad. But uh, yes. I, I do I do love that freaking movie. I think it's so fun and easy to watch. And I love filling my yes. dumb brain with it. <laughs> yes. Um, we have a quiz 
um, Josh. Wait, you do you have any? Do you have any last thoughts about Twilight, Josh? Uh, my Aside only other from your nitpicks, really, is that you know I'm glad I came around to it. Um, I'm glad that I did eventually mm. watch it, and I do enjoy it. Um, it's fun and it's dumb, and you can enjoy it because it's fun and dumb. You know, it's not yes, trying to be exactly. too serious, um, or maybe it's trying way too hard to be serious, and that's what makes it fun. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a complex. I think that's- masterpiece it's layers there are layers to every masterpiece you know and that's one a last thing that uh, a lot of places have to hit edward is over 100 years old and his favorite piece is claire de lune and i hate that <laughs> oh my no gosh taste. there's uh, so much it. music out um, there edward and yeah that's it it kills me inside and i have to mention that before my time here <laughs> thank is you done. for mentioning no, that. You're um, right. yes, edward that was claire de lune no was my favorite when i was in kindergarten like get it together bud <laughs> They're like, and then he's like so impressed piece? with Bella for knowing about it too. Like he's like, you know, you know Debussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, name one. <laughs> You're wearing the shirt. Name one song. <laughs> yep. uh, okay. Um, so Josh, we are going to take a BuzzFeed quiz that we take. Um, we take a BuzzFeed quiz at the end of every episode. For some reason, we're not sponsored by them. It's fine. Um, but we are going to figure out which Twilight movie each of us belongs in. Wow. Um, yes, this is a big deal. Um, I know I want I kind of want us to say like which one we hope it is and then take the quiz and then see if our results match up. Because like movie wise, I really hope it's Breaking Dawn Part 2. That's what I was going to say. It's a really dope movie. Oh, the, yeah, like the Avengers one. Endgame vampire movie. Um, yeah, that's probably that's probably the one I'd be in. Mm. So we all agree. Breaking Dawn Part 2 supremacy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess in what Twilight movie do I really belong? Hopefully Breaking Dawn Part 2 because then I get to be like a vampire. And... Yeah. Like Wait, a am I just like... Great. Am I just a, okay. like a side character, like a background character? I'm just like Ooh. there to experience Or do it? you have to fight? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um maybe more the vibes we'll see i think you Um, get to be a subject of the movie um okay who is your favorite vampire edward jasper alice rosalie or emmett i'm going my girl alice i have to alice i knew you would uh i do i just love edward i do i hate him i love him i always do alice i have grown to love rosalie the older i get (laughs) i understand her more She's like Squidward, where the older I get, the more I understand her anger. Like, when she, like, breaks the bowl of salad at the beginning. I was just like, yeah, I'd be mad, too, if someone, like, if I made a dinner for someone and they were like, sorry, already ate. You're so right. I think I have to pick Rosalie. Um, Okay, who is your favorite werewolf? Seth, Jacob, Leah, Paul, or Sam? My answer will surprise you. Maybe. I don't know. Mine's Leah. It's, mine's Seth. Seth. Wait, he's the he's the kid, Seth right? Clearwater. Yeah, the kid. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you really get to understand Leah unless you read the book. Um, mm, yeah, because like they Leah. do Jacob. Leah's POV. great. Um, she's so yeah. good. I love her. Leah's great. Um, but Seth is just such a pure fun boy. Little Cinderella um, boy. Yes. Um, who is your favorite human? Charlie, Angela, Jessica, Mike, or Eric? I like Charlie, Jessica. but I have to pretend that he's not a cop. I have to be like, ah, Charlie yeah. the fireman chief. Yeah, I have to pretend. Charlie he's not a cop. the uh, yeah regular I love guy. Charlie, that... but he no. do be a cop. He do be a cop. Um, I love I'm gonna say Mike. Jessica. Nice. 
Mike just makes me so ridiculously push, happy. Baby. He's just so push. Um, stupid. No, that's Eric. Um, that's Eric. Or um, yeah, but Mike is the like derpiest, like big eared white boy. Yeah, <laughs> Mike is the so one that much. gets sick at the movies. Yes, and Jacob's like, he do you just... want me to put you in the hospital? And he's like, bro, I'm literally puking my guts up. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> Mike just has a little crush on Bella, and, like, that's all. And he just, oh, Mike. Um, okay, so Team Edward or Team Jacob. So it says Edward, Jacob, both or neither. Let's go. Neither. neither. Jacob. Y'all know my answer, baby. They're both so problematic. <laughs> my my answer, it my, okay, my genuine response to, like, Team Edward or Team Jacob is the same way that I respond to, like, the Gilmore Girls debate of, like, Team Logan or Rory or... Dean, where I'm like, Alice. none of them, uh, like, all of them are fine. The worst one is the main character, <laughs> where I'm like, Bella's the ridiculous one, and Rory in Gilmore Girls is the ridiculous one. Um, okay, which Twilight song is the best? A Thousand Years, Flightless Bird, American Mouth, Bella's Lullaby, Rosalind, or Let Me Sign? It's Bella's Lullaby, right? No. Like, to, for me, it's Bella's Lullaby. It's Rosalind for me. That's fine. I can't believe that song. I just can't believe how good that song is. It is good. Does anyone ever say a thousand years? I'm like really <laughs> curious about that. At some point, I probably would have. Yeah, me in too. In my life, in my heart. <laughs> if we like take a flashback to 2008, maybe. Maybe. I just think that when Bella's lullaby comes on, I'm transported to a very specific emotion in my life. <laughs> Josh, which one are you picking? I think I'm also picking Bella's Lullaby. Mm. Okay. Which book is the best? Midnight Sun, Eclipse, New Moon, Breaking Dawn, or Twilight? Eclipse. Breaking Dawn. Um, I like New Moon. Okay. That's the wrong answer, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) New Moon is my least favorite book and movie. Yeah, I like Which is weird because you're Team Jacob. Well, which is why I love Eclipse so much, I think, because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he because threatens to kill yeah. himself so she'll kiss him. <laughs> and she's yeah. engaged when she does. It's just you know? so, yeah. it's just so, it, yeah, all right. Listen, Jacob is not great either, but neither is Edward, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think the um, reason I like New Moon is because Edward's barely in it, you know? That's and true. I can just New Moon is just, book. it's the, it's so emo of Bella like she is doing some ridiculous stuff and I just I watch it the whole time I'm like you idiot you absolute idiot (sighs) anyway if you had a choice would you become a vampire yes but also no (laughs) only for someone I loved I'll stay human thanks yes 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 or no I want to be a werewolf they make it sound so good literally why wouldn't you want to I just I'm going to say yes, but also no, because I don't like making decisions like this, mm. and I'm going to <laughs> It's a very it. permanent decision, <laughs> to be fair. I mean, um, the not I... eating human food part does kind of suck. Mm. I think I'm going werewolf, because, like, they have the best of all of it, you know? Oh, yeah, they stay um, young forever, but they can make the choice to age, and they can have babies. And also, like, they get to enjoy so much food, um, but they also are, like, virtually, like, as strong as vampires you know that's true and like you get to you know like have your little pack anyway um pick a member of the Valturi to fight arrow alec marcus jane or Caius. i think um i don't want to fight any of them <laughs> i'm scared 
Yeah, I mean, like, I'll fight Jane, but only because I hope it's an enemies to lovers arc. Um, That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Um, I'm, like, trying to remember all these characters. I think Marcus would be the easiest to fight, because Marcus is just, like, the chill, like, uh... (laughs) ah. Oh, see, the really old one that's kind of just, like... Yeah, he's like over you could it. Totally, he's the, you could totally yeah. rock Marcus. Is <laughs> what? I was gonna say a, a word that we usually don't say on the show. Okay, <laughs> you could it's punch fine. him very you guys hard. Can use, you guys can use your imaginations. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going Marcus. Who's Seems the like blonde one? Who's the really annoying blonde? Caius. Guy? Oh, the guy. Caius. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Caius, I hate yeah. him, so I would fight him even if I lost. Nice. Um, who would you want as a best friend? Rosalie, Jasper, Emmett, Alice, or Seth? Emmett. I mean, Jas- Emmett for sure, but Emmett's Jasper's like-, like human Xanax, so that's fun. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> always he forget also that he fought for the that. Confederacy. That's true, oh, but, yeah, you know, never mind. he's learned. He's learned. Bull. Maybe if you gave all, if you gave all Confederate soldiers, like, hundreds of years to learn their lessons, maybe they'd figure it out, too. Battle scars. What's <laughs> I just think Emmett's like the guy that you want to hang out with at a party, you know? Right. Where he's so social saying. for you. Emmett would like a hundred percent like drop kick someone if they looked at you wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd love him as best friend. Um I picked Okay, Alice. and finally, what is your favorite quote? Oh gosh, I'm gonna cry at all of these. Um I'll be the one in white, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb. You better hold on tight, Spider Monkey, ah! or do I dazzle you? It has to be Spider Monkey. It has it's to the, be. the like cringiest yeah. best line in cinema history. I, would I think say. "Do I dazzle you" is underrated. And so the lion one. fell in love with the lamb is also incredibly lame. Like and so, lame. but iconic, <laughs> absolutely mm-hmm. iconic. Um, I, I wrote like so Edward... many Twilight quotes on my binder for uh-huh. school. Edward just sounds like someone who took, like, one literature class in college and now says everything as if he's, like, really, really, like, intelligent and smart. Not Mm -hmm. that he isn't, but I don't know. Edward hasn't figured out that he's stupid yet. And so what he needs to do is learn more. The more you learn, the more dumb you realize you are. I think he needs to learn some more. It's true. It's true. Um, oh, my God. God! Yes! I really yes! that. I hate this. <laughs> what? Breaking Dawn yes! Part 1. What? I won. Okay. Guess okay. who won? I won. Okay. It was me. I won. It, yeah, you won. You won. Um, Sarah Hedlodger, <laughs> do you want to read your result? Breaking Dawn Part 2. You would make a perfect fighter for that last scene. You're probably the friend that everyone is low-key scared of because you're too aggressive. <laughs> I have a story about this true. today. That's true. What? I have a story about this today. Um, what? I was at the gym with my friend this morning, and um, there was this dude who was just, like, being very creepy. He was not working out very much. He was just kind of, like, stumbling around the gym and um, and staring at people. And so I finally, I'm, like, getting pissed off, and I'm looking at my friend, and he's looking at my friend's ass while she's doing this workout ma- machine. And I literally, I've never, this is, like, the force that came at me. I said, hey! My friend doesn't need you staring at her while she's working out. She doesn't need your help. Thank you very much. And he, like, ran off. Full on nice. left the gym in fear. I felt nice. so powerful. I am so glad I really belong in Breaking Dawn Part 2. They're yes. right. <laughs> I would kill somebody, actually. Yes, you would. 
All right, Josh, let's, um, why don't you read yours? Um, I got Breaking Dawn Part 1. Yes! Uh, it said you were nice. made for this movie. I would say you're most likely Team Edward, which also makes you the coolest person in your friend group. <laughs> no, I disagree. I'm person. Yeah, so I disagree on the Team Edward part, which means I guess I also disagree with the second part, which, you know, that's fair. <laughs> but, you know, um, I'm fine, Breaking Dawn part. I feel like that's the most boring like movie to be a part of though like i'm just most, at the wedding i guess just hanging let's out let's be let's be real most like final books broken up into two movies are the boring ones because it's all set yeah. up right so like hunger games like mahi part one and like harry potter like deathly Alice part one or is it deathly Alice? sure um like part one whatever of the last this one is, yeah they're always not good pull, this is how you pull ladies like Hey, That's true. I took a Twilight quiz, and I mentioned a Breaking Dawn Part 1. Yes, the most romantic one, with the most sex. <laughs> um, like, like you did win. Sure, yeah, I'm not, I'm not upset about this at all. This is a great result. Um, I'm upset. Um, yeah, I got... I got... While, so the result, annoying. The description, accurate. Um, it says you got... <laughs> New Moon, and then the description just says, you're probably Team Jacob. This person hates Team Jacob people. This person I can hates Team Jacob. I can't this person do. is against you attacked. I feel so attacked. Because <laughs> uh, they crime. said that Josh is most likely Team Edward, which also makes the him coolest the coolest person. <laughs> I think the description of the quiz was Team Edward, actually. I love wow. that. This is uh, I made this quiz, actually, when I was young. Um nice um jake uh, jacob is just listen okay here's the thing how many how many um <laughs> how many retweets um josh for you to join us for um a in-depth review of every single twilight movie zero i'll just season? do it i'll just do it <laughs> i'm here to be honest i didn't think this was gonna actually happen i thought we were like kidding about it and then no, about five no, minutes kid. into this google meetup i was like oh it's actually like it's real. you're not yeah, about to be like pranked <laughs> we never joke about twilight we ne- it's twilight is the most no. serious thing in our lives um but actually the though, most like, important I kinda... thing in my life all of you listening, if you would like for this to become a series in which Josh just joins us to discuss Twilight, I'm down to rewatch every single movie. Like any excuse oh, to too. rewatch, I'm down. I'll you take notes. Serious. I'll keep Let's taking notes. Let's I'll take just notes. All right, keep an eye out. Notes. New Moon coming up next. Apparently, the one that I belong in. So, yeah. nice. So, what Thanks movie are you guys looking us. forward to watching? Ooh, I'm actually like legitimately gonna watch Sound of Metal soon. Um, I finally watched yes. Promising Young Woman, um, and finally got to read, uh, Sarah Handler's beautiful and heartbreaking review, um, of the Promising Young Woman. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. Um, going to do Sound of Metal. Finally working my way through the Best Picture nominations. Um, Josh, what is a movie that you're looking forward to? Oh, jeez. I haven't really been keeping track. I haven't seen <laughs> Tenet yet, movies? so I'm going to see Tenet. Um, I'll probably watch Tenet at some point in the next couple yes. of years. Yes! Definitely watch Tenet. Um, Robert Pattinson. I am King. going. Is there any movie coming out in like the next two weeks? Because I'm going to like a cool drive-in movie hotel, where what? it's like a drive-in oh, movie cool. theater and a hotel. Where? Oh what? Gosh. What are you uh, talking it's, about? It's in Colorado. It's in like southern it Colorado. It's really cool. That's yeah, very nice. fun. Um, um, are, are there, there movies? I think there is some soon? cool stuff coming out. I think actually. there is too. 
because movies are like actually like happening again. Happening again. Um, when is um? No, that's probably not coming out anytime soon. I don't even know what like year it is or what month it is or anything. Yeah, no, me either. Um, but I just I like Black Widow's back on, <laughs> and apparently so is like Dune, um, and all of that. And the Heights, and the Heights is coming out. And the in Heights April. is coming yeah. out. Soon. There we go. Voyagers. Um, I keep getting ads on my uh, TikTok for that. Yeah, Cruella's uh, coming out at some point. Mortal Kombat? <clears throat> wow, that's exciting. Mortal Kombat yes. is soon. Um, Godzilla v. Kong was very good. Nice. Loved her. Um, Sarah Handler, what movie are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to um, In the Earth, uh, the new, I believe it's a neon um, horror movie. Uh, it is about a virus, which is upsetting, but I think it's supposed to be a psychedelic horror film. Um, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be really good. I just looked at up um, most anticipated movies on Letterboxd, and um, the Shrek 5 is on this list, and the description says, Plot Unknown, a soft reboot of the animated Shrek franchise. What? Already? Two sins. Confused. No. Anyway, um, thanks for joining us, Josh. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh boy, I am uh, on Instagram at Josh Clements Photos. Josh um, takes really, really freaking great photos. You all yeah. should definitely look at them. I'm a big fan of his photography. I'm also on Twitter at Josh Clements Picks uh, or Josh Clements Pick. I don't know what my handle is. It's like <laughs> just type in <laughs> Josh something. Clements. P-I-C, and it should show up, I think. <laughs> and it's something. Yeah, it's something like nice. that. But yeah, that's um, about it. I love that. Um, for those of you who want to show your support of either uh, of us or uh, Edward Cullen or Jacob Black, you can actually um, vote with your money. Um, on mm -hmm. Patreon, we have um, a $1 a month subscriber tier in which you can choose to either donate a dollar um, as Team Edward or to be a do donate a dollar as Team Jacob. Um, and that just mm -hmm. helps us pay for the podcast. Um, yeah. And also we have merch, um, merch that doesn't uh, infringe upon the cultures of an indigenous people group. So yes. you should uh, buy our merch if you'd like to. Get the tote because movie Absolutely. theaters are opening again. Um, yep. It's on teespring.com forward uh slash forward slash shops shop, forward slash stores? cinema rolls pod <laughs> the it's link is the in the description it's description. there <laughs> yeah it's all there it's fine um but yes share with us um your thoughts on twilight because you know that's all we're here for um mm -hmm. twitter email cinema rolls pod all that stuff um thanks again for joining us yeah, josh, thanks, josh we end our episode in the same our episodes in the same way every time um, which is by saying the phrase, and that's how the cinema rolls. Um, yes. So if you would like to do that. Wait, is that? Oh my god! I thought it was just a pun. No, yeah. I made that. I made that, that as a slogan? joke um, the first time we ever did an episode, and we have never escaped it actually. Yeah, we've like I just kept that. doing it. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. So um, if you would like to just like you know just send us out with that phrase and that'd be great um i that's how the cinema rolls great yeah <laughs> you did it yeah you did it <laughs>